Listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. All right, you guys. Welcome to episode 256 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studio. What's up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about some taboo things that older people are beginning to talk about uh, as we get on the other side of COVID here. And you're not going to believe some of the things they're talking about and some of the wisdom that they want to share. Also, uh, some new science on what we should be doing and we should not be doing with our kids if we look in the future and we want to have some successful kids down the road. I actually read this. I've been applying one thing in particular with my parenting. Can't wait to hear about Uh, it. And I don't know if it's working, but when my son's 26, I think we're going to find out. Of course, he's only 11 right now. Uh, So we will see. We'll get to that, though. Let's get to this. CDC app now with some new guidelines saying, hey. When you go outside, take your mask off. If you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, go for a run, uh, go for a walk, go to a dog park. You don't have to wear your mask anymore. What's interesting, though, I went for, for a run the last 24 hours. I went to a dog park. I went and I pumped some gas at a gas station, and everybody was still wearing their masks in Seattle. Of course, in a lot of other places in the country, nobody's been wearing a mask this whole time. So, Ron, where do you land on this? And... Uh, what are you going to do with your newfound freedom? I know you talked about in our last broadcast about uh, going to like a hip hop show, for instance. Well, I, this is an embarrassing situation. Well, a, I, I am when I go outside, I'm I'm going to not wear a mask when I do like a, a walk, or uh, I'm going to use this, a run in air quotes because if you see me, you don't go, "Wow, that guy's running." It's sort of like it's not a walk, but it's not necessarily a run. It's either. a roll, right? It's you, a, go, you go on a roll. It's a roll. Um, so I'm going to do that, but like so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, we talked about me taking a trip with my brother. I, I was masked up the entire time. It's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, you know, not to where you're going to complain about it, but it's like, okay, I, I wish I didn't have to wear this mask nonstop. Uh, and you know, you get a zit on your nose and all that stuff just because you're breathing in this mask all day. Um, and so I've been looking forward to, to not doing that. And so I've been trying to find these things that are available to me. And so one of them, and we talked about it when Ed and Doc were here. Uh, a couple episodes back um, was I want to go to a concert. So I see this concert. It's a band, two bands I've really been wanting to go see. And the show was in June. So I went out to Ticketmaster. I bought two tickets and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a, a friend of mine. And we talked about that in the, in the previous episode. And so I've been texting with him, hyping him up. I know he's into old school hip hop like I am. And so we've been just going back and forth, back and forth. And so I got this email that uh, about three or four weeks ago said, your concert's been changed. The date's been changed to April 30th. And I was like, wow. That's pretty, that's crazy that they're moving it up. This is like good for them. You, you haven't even got your Nike Air Forces, the high tops. I don't have the Nike in, Air in, Force Ones. In the, in the mail yet. So, so uh, And so I'm uh, hyping up my friend. Yep. Uh, where I'm going to get proximity to some people that don't look like me and, and grew up differently than me. I'm really looking forward to it, especially after we talk to Doc and Ed. Uh, and so I go out to print out the tickets 
So I'm like, dude, you've been listening to the album. We're gonna we're gonna be there. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hyped. I'm ready. Uh, I go out to download the tickets. They had moved the the concert from April to April of 2022. So I'm, I'm off by one year uh, of seeing this show. I had never even considered looking at the year. So, um, they just pushed it a full calendar year. I had to call and apologize. <laughs> uh, not my smartest move, but I, I never even considered that. On the flip side, I got another email though from Iceland. And they said, hey. The continent itself now sends out con- emails. I, Iceland the continent me, of Iceland. Yes, it's Reykjavik sent me an email. Wow. Huh. They said, hey, American, if you're vaccinated, uh, you can now come to Reykjavik. No quarantine. Hmm. Uh, you just have to show that you're vaccinated. You don't have to quarantine coming in. You don't have to quarantine going out. You can come and now vacation. I've heard great things about it. So that's tempting to me. It's like, okay, do I buy a ticket to Reykjavik? Uh, do I go and get my tourism on in a country? Like, I, I've I've been curious to go there. No, you um, haven't. I was curious to go there, and that was going to be one of the places I went that you didn't go, and now you're going, which kind of wrecked you. Did you want to go to uh, Reykjavik? I talked about going to Iceland, and I asked you the question, do I fly around or go up and over? And you said up and over. Up and over. So we had this conversation about up and over, and I'm like, you know what? I want to go, go to Reykjavik. I want to go up and over to Iceland, and then I want to come back and tell you about it and brag a little bit about my trip and go someplace you haven't gone before. And and, and now it seems like let's go together as long as we go up and over. We'll go up and over. It's a nonstop. <laughs> I saw there's a ticket under 500 bucks. Oh, I'd love to. Go. Let's, let's go. do it. Up let's do over. it. Up and over. Up and over. Up and over. So, uh, yeah, I think that the CDC, it's, it's, it's very disheartening that you have uh, King County going back a half step into level two, which I just, I still don't know how all the levels are supposed to work, but especially now when there's a news story out saying, Hey, we're, we finally rounded the corner. Like the, the vaccine is kind of available now. Like if you want to get in there, uh, you can do it. There's other stories that befuddle me of millions of Americans that got the first shot and then are not showing up for their second appointment. 9% of the people that got their first aren't getting the second. And so Stephen Colbert joked, is like, hey, you're jumping out of a plane. Here's your half a parachute. Yeah. It's like you got to get both shots. So I'm hoping Washington is very compliant. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. But like getting it all dialed in <laughs> to where we can do stuff. What, what are you, Caesar Milan? Charlie's licking his. Let him lick. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> Not why I'm broadcasting. <laughs> Get a mask on, Charlie. I have I have a friend that comes over and he's he will like start humping her leg and she like she's he's just being a dog. And I'm like, he's a fixed dog. He shouldn't be doing that. Yet he does. It's the only person he does it to, and just it's a, it's, it's a little embarrassing. The attraction me. is real. This this first segment just went off the rails. I like okay, it what though. Were you saying? I like it. Okay. Anyway, everybody go to Iceland up and over. And if your dog gets fixed, it doesn't mean he's not going to lick his hat or hump your friend's boots uh, when she comes by. Uh, do you really want to go to Iceland? Because I do. I'll go. I already told you I did. Let's I, go. How would I know about Let's up go. And, how would I know about up and over? Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to take care of our real estate business? Oh, we'll have something to announce next week. It's, uh looks like we're going to add a new team member here. So we'll tell you about that. Anyway, hey, uh, praising your kids. Can you praise them too much, too little? Uh, what is the best way to motivate them? Should you be their coach? Should you be their cheerleader? Besides my set- mom's white belt with the metal studs on it? Yeah. 
Should you should you create high expectations and how high is too high? We'll talk about that. Some new research in on the other side of this. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right, and what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on, you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Follow us on the social media platforms. Just search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 256. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Is, uh, we broadcast right now live from the Les Schwab Studios. People want to get in touch with us. Want to tell everybody about the book you, you just wrote? It's an ebook, and uh, this is a pretty cool, in-depth thing, right? Yeah, uh, it's I think almost ten thousand words, which is you know more than a pamphlet, but less than like a, a Stephen King novel. So it's on uh, selling a house in today's current market in Seattle. Uh, I go through it in pretty in-depth. It's, it's free of charge. Uh, you can get it at uh, ronadonsitdown.com. We put a thing out in our newsletter as well. If you're not signed up for that, you can sign up for the newsletter at the same website. You can just email me as well, uh, ron at windermere.com. And then our marketing guy's like, hey, why don't we put this on uh, Kindle? I'm like, sweet. So I might, I might be a published author. Uh, soon on on Amazon. That's awesome. So anyway, we'd love to send you that ebook. Just write Ron Ron at windermere.com. And again, we have shorter books that are just playbooks. If you're thinking about buying and selling, a lot of people have questions about who pays for what. What are the commissions? How much money do I need to s- spend on a house, if any? If I'm selling a house, uh, what does a realtor get paid? How many people are involved in the in the transactions? And what about I buying all that other stuff? So. Just uh, write Ron, Ron at windermere.com and we'll get you that information uh, today. I don't know about you. If you're a parent out there, you've probably been reading a lot about parenting, especially through COVID. 
because through this time over the last year, you've had to do a lot more than parenting. Uh, you've had to be a coach. Uh, you've had to be a counselor. You've had to bring comfort. Uh, I have made more lunches, breakfasts, and dinners uh, than I have ever made in, in, in the course of a lifetime, I think, uh, just in the last year because we've been at home uh, eating a lot. You, you have to be a cheerleader. Uh, and then also, my son is hitting a place of puberty where his body's beginning to change. And then sometimes the, the sedentary lifestyle that we've had through COVID, uh, you have to be an encourager about, hey, let, let's not focus on, on our weight and how much we weigh. Let's just focus on movement. Let's just move. Um, and and other things will uh, sometimes that we're concerned about, like childhood obesity, uh, those things will take care of themselves if we focus on movement, we focus on diet, and we don't just focus on weight. So We've talked a lot about that. And then also how you start feeling about other humans as you get disconnected from your parents. And maybe you start thinking about girls or boys or partners uh, or friend groups. Uh, and then you start thinking about some of those things that interest you and maybe what you want to do when you get older uh, for a profession or maybe what you just want to do with your minutes and moments uh, as far as travel goes. Ron talks about that a lot. I'm going to share with you seven things. You can read about this in Money, Inc., and these are things that are backed by some pretty good research. Uh, and, and, and one of these things in particular I've been really focused on as a parent, and I find these things to be uh, really helpful because uh, a lot of times as a parent, there are books out there. But boy, as soon as I get things figured out and I read a book and I start practicing those things, then it seems like my child changes and then I got to read another book and I'm trying to keep up. So here's some things that they found, so, some latest research. Uh, one is to not let up on your kids. Sometimes we think going easy on our kids and not telling them what our expectations are. Uh, it is very important to share with our kids the expectations that we have. And even if they're, and here's the second thing, even if it's just doing chores around the house. So for instance, we have a rule at my house that we don't eat until Charlie eats. And so sometimes my son and I, when we have a family dinner, we'll sit down, we light a family candle, we try to have some family traditions, we cook together, and then we'll sit there and as we get ready to eat, we'll be reminded that we're about to eat and Charlie hasn't eaten. And we'll look over and Charles, Charlie's bowl is empty, doesn't have any water, to, and he can't speak up for himself. Then that makes us begin to habit stack and go, well, is Charlie exercised today? Have we let, has Charlie gone to the bathroom? Has Charlie eaten? Does he have enough water? So it makes us start thinking about Charlie versus just thinking about ourselves. And what I used to do is I would, when we're sitting down for, for family supper, I'd let that slide and go, it'd be much easier for, cause he's sitting down. It took forever for him to get in these stool chairs that we have. He had to climb up in the thing and tuck his chair in and we are sitting and, and it would just be better if I let the dog out real quick, or if we're in a rush in the morning, if I feed him real quick. And what this tells me is no, uh, as a parent, don't do that. Like if your child has chores to do and there's expectations that they're supposed to do these chores, you have to let them know about that. And then you have to tell them again, what the expectation is, how we stack those habits together. So like when we feed Charlie, here's another habit, a, a positive habit. We can connect to it. Have we walked Charlie? And anytime we walk Charlie and Charlie's being exercised, then it means that we're exercising too. And we're learning to think about others instead of just thinking about ourselves all the time. So that's something that we've been working on, on a lot. Another thing that they said is when you praise your child, and it's important to praise our kids, to not praise them for the outcome, 
but to but to praise them and encourage them when you see the effort. So like right now we're kind of into boxing. We took a boxing class the other day. And so as a parent, we're supposed to focus maybe on the effort that we're giving uh, for showing up on time or making sure that we have our the right equipment on or making sure that we're listening to the instructor or making sure that as the instructor is speaking and, and sometimes I sit in on these lessons, uh, sometimes you learn something by teaching something. So a lot of times after the lesson, see if my son's been listening and paying attention, I'll ask him to teach me about, hey, that was pretty cool. I love the effort. Love the effort. There it is. That you just put in and your ability to really listen to what your instructor was saying about your footwork. I was wondering if you could teach me uh, about the footwork that you just learned in class. Yeah, the other one on that that I've found interesting, I wonder if you do this, is they say to not praise a character trait, but the effort. So in other words, if you had a, a, a little girl and you're like, you're so beautiful, you're so smart, you're a princess, you're, you're, you're praising things that then if they don't feel beautiful or if they don't feel smart, yeah, then that all goes away. But if you praised, hey, I love how much, I love that you put a bunch of thought into your outfit today. Like you could praise that effort or wow, you really took the time to, to do, you know, like you said with effort instead of like, you're smart, man, you really worked hard on that paper. It's, it's great. And so now they're re, you're reinforcing the effort on the paper instead of the trait that they can't really control. You can't control whether you're smart or not smart when you're a kid and even when you're an adult. But if you, you can control how much effort you put in into that thing, that's something that's hard because when the kid's little, you want to go, oh, you're so smart. And it's like, if you just keep telling them that there's going to come a day when they're not the smartest at something and then they don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Now they go, holy crap, maybe I'm not smart. But if they've always learned that it doesn't matter if you're smart or not, it matters if you put the effort in and you have a plan, you can always do that. Yeah. I love the effort that you showed today when doing that math problem and you stuck with it. You didn't quit. And I really appreciate the effort on that versus you're smart at math. It doesn't. Yeah. It's good. And, and maybe you got, maybe, maybe you got the wrong answer. So, uh, so yes, that, that's, that's very interesting and, and something I got to work on. The, the last thing here, and, and there's a bunch more, and we'll put this in, in the show notes. Uh, and I've never been sure about this, but it, it, they talk about really paying attention to your child's social abilities. And if those aren't developing things that you can do. And like my son and I, the other day, we noticed that we have a lot of toys here that he never plays with. And we wondered what would happen if we put the screens away and we had a game night and you see all these games in the closet. Well, we actually ended up playing some of those games and we found out in playing some of those games that the games were really fun and we had a good time and we bonded over that. Some of our kids aren't developing social skills because they're just, if, if they're going to school right now, they're staring at a screen the whole time. And then when they come home, one of the first things they'll do is they'll quit baseball practice because it's too boring and they want to jump on a screen and or they have a my friend, my son will have a sleepover and his friend will come over. And if I just let them do what they wanted to do, they would just play video games the whole time. They would eat, poop and then get up the next day, eat and poop some more 
and then play video games, never even talk to each other really. And then it would be time to drive one home. And as you're driving one home, they'd be in the backseat playing video games. So as parents, we really have to pay attention to the fact that screens are always going to be in their lives. Screens aren't evil. Uh, screens can be very helpful. But at the same time, are we, are we allowing for th- – think about when we were growing up, some of the greatest ramps that we ever built was just because I was sitting around with my brother and our friend Billy Weatherall, and we were bored to death, and we had nothing to do. And we are like, you know what we should do? We should take some STP oil treatment uh, patches, sew those to our jean jackets, which he did on our own, and then we should pour gasoline all over ourselves so we smell like a pit crew. Uh, thank God none of us smoke. We were eight years old at the time. And then what we'll do is we'll build these really incredible ramps and we're going to borrow my neighbor's welders. So we're out, out there welding. My brother's 11 years old, welding forks to forks to forks of bikes. And we made these huge bikes with all these forks. And then we would sit there and we would jump each other. Like so, you, you would just lay down like Evil Knievel. Instead of there being buses, I would jump like one Billy Weatherall and one Mike Schumann. And one uh, Tommy Smith. I'm just going to say in modern times, parent, do not do this. Everything, <laughs> everything Don just said is really, really dangerous. Nobody had a helmet on. People were going to emergency rooms. Do not let your eight-year-old pour gas on themselves and weld. We'll be back on the other side of this. It all started with a Ron and Don sit-down to go over the playbook. To get your team playbook, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. If you're ready to sit down now, you can book a time instantly at ronanddonsitdown.com slash calendar. Don't forget to get your Ron and Don playbook instantly. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 256. Again, we're licensed brokers at Windermere, and our thanks to Les Schwab. That uh, they're our title sponsor here. Helps pay for the Ron and Don Show. But we also help pay for the Ron and Don Show. And it's free because of folks like Les Schwab and because of guys like us. Yeah, because we're licensed brokers. And the way we make our living is by representing you in one of life's biggest transactions. So if you're thinking about buying or selling, we're listing a lot of properties right now. We just sold uh, here on Queen Anne. We just sold in Ballard. Uh, We just sold in Normandy Park. Uh, We just sold in Everett. We just sold in Port Orchard. And then by the time you hear this, we have just brought on this incredible, incredible listing uh, in Ballard, Washington. So anyway, if you're within the sounds of our voice, chances are we can help you. Just write Ron Ron at windermere.com and uh, let's do a sit down today. And if you have trouble buying, trouble buying got to figure out what your leverage points are and that's what we do during the sit down so again just write ron ron at windermere.com everything is at ron and don sit down dot com hey let's talk about uh some of the things that uh people have shared with oprah and now they're sharing on reddit in fact you can read about this on buzzfeed and it's things that older people have learned and as they have gotten older and they really don't care anymore they want to make sure that they share some of that knowledge with the rest of us. And this is some of the things that people posted on Reddit that I'm going to share with you. Number one, they say when you're working in the workplace, don't be afraid to talk about your pay with coworkers. Companies don't want you talking about your pay with coworkers because then maybe they have to give some type of raise. And also they say, don't be afraid to switch jobs for more pay. And Ron, you see a lot of younger people 
that are that are willing to do that. Like if you come here to work for Amazon, you know the reason why Facebook and Google have big footprints here is because they're trying to steal you away from Amazon. Or if you work for Facebook, maybe Amazon is trying to get you to Red Rover, Red Rover, let Amazon come over or Facebook come over, whoever it is. Uh, and it seems like the these companies are always poaching on, off each other. But the way that we grew up and with our parents, it's like, hey, you pick a profession, you go do something for the next 30, 40, 45 years. You never would talk about a salary. Doesn't matter whether you like it or not. What matters is at the end of that, you get a pension. Now we know you get a 401k, which depending on how the, just depending on how the economy is doing, could be a 201k. Uh, and, and, and then just be happy you get a travel trailer or you get an RV or you get a vacation home somewhere and and that's your life and, until you're dead and in the box. seems like young people, they don't see it that way. They don't have a problem with working seven or eight different places just in their 20s and 30s, right? Yeah, that is a taboo from our generation that I think um, should be broken. And it's interesting in this Reddit article – um, I've had folks even in our old career in radio that just finally went and asked people what they made. And then it was infuriating to them. And then you can look at your workplace and go, Oh, they say that they, they claim to value this type of person, but they really don't. Uh, and you can see sometimes gender bias or race bias or, uh, other things happening, but you don't know until you know. And so that, that's a, that one would still be difficult for me, but um, I, I think it's it's a good progress. Yeah. I'll, I'll just throw some out and you can kind of riff on it. Uh, another one is don't feel pressured to go to college. I could not agree more with this. Unless for very specific jobs, yes. But I think nowadays um, you can do an internship. You can just learn a skill. Like if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or one of those typical jobs where you need an architect, you need to get a degree and you need to pass some sort of exam to get licensed. Yeah. College can make sense for you. But for most kids, I would bet for most kids, if you took, let's say a school 20, 40, 50 grand, let's say, if you took that money and said, go start a business, uh, even if it's going to fail, just go out, take an idea. It can be renting surfboards on the beach. It could be making a food truck. Whatever, when you're 19, whatever, I'm going to be a travel law blogger, whatever it is, you would learn more trying to create a business and having it fail by the time you're 22 than you would Mm -hmm. in most four-year degrees, I believe. 75-year-old gentleman says, I know maybe this is not taboo, but take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Take care of the little things. Wash your feet. Be careful picking up heavy objects when you're young. Things that don't seem like a big deal. Uh, Because you're not 40 yet. When you get on the other side of 40, you will begin to feel the pain if you haven't taken care of your body when you were younger. That I mean, it's true. I don't know if young people will listen to that because you do feel invincible uh, when you're younger. But I'll I see guys like because of what we do. You'll see guys that have been in the trades uh, for a couple decades, and you can tell the ones that that took care of their bodies and the ones you didn't. It just breaks you down. Yeah. Uh, This one, sex is healthy. It's good for you. This is by 81-year-old. There's nothing wrong with it. And even abstaining from all sex, including masturbation, uh, can be bad for your health. Just use condoms and consent. 
and then go to town or just masturbate. There's no shame in it. And orgasms can alleviate pain and it can clear your mind. That's a wise 81 year old right there. There there is, there's a tremendous, if you grow up in a religious background, uh, there can be a tremendous amount of guilt and shame uh, around that. And I I think that that's a very evolved view. I I agree with what that guy said. Yeah. Uh, Before you even start to consider someone as a serious romantic partner, you should already know how he or she handles money, criticism, and how they handle not getting his or her way and how often they like to have sex. You know what? I'm going to push back on that one. I think when you're younger, you have to go through that a couple times. The only way you learn that is by falling madly in infatuation with someone, having it go off the rails, having some drama, breaking up, getting back together. Like, I think that's good for you. Like, <laughs> getting your heart broken a couple times. Don't you think? Do you think it's good to, like, you were a somewhat impulsive guy back in the day in terms of romantic partners. It was, it's good for you. It's painful at the time, but on the, on the arc of your life, isn't that good for you? I don't see anything good about it. Oh, come on. No. Yeah, you learned a lot. <laughs> I don't know what I learned because then, anyway. Uh, what, about, <laughs> what about this? Someday your relevance will wane, so embrace it. It's supposed to happen that way. Uh, the next generation, they become more relevant than you, so take a break and enjoy the scenery. How about that? That's from a 71-year-old. That's, uh, that's also wise. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Life looks like forever when you're young and all of a sudden you realize it's gone in a flash. Try and be happy with where you're at, experiences over things, and they say they're glad they figured this out while they still felt like those things were relevant because they still had their health. Do you believe that to be true, experience over Absolutely. Over Absolutely. Like it's It's been a lifelong lesson to learn, and I still don't do it all the time. But yeah, having experiences is way more important. Yeah, and, and finally... Uh, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but this 91 year old wants you to know that pubic hair, it also goes gray. (laughs) That's the most Buzzfeed ending uh, to that segment of all time. I love it. All right. We'll see you on the other side of this. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's the third segment. Oh, maybe we should just end it like this. Why don't we? All right. Let's go to Iceland. Up and over. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Please don't edit that out. It's great. <laughs> episode 256. Episode 256. That's right. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. Our thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring the Ron and Don Show. And our thanks to all of you for reaching out and allowing us to be part of your real estate dream and your real estate team and your real estate journey. We are having a blast with all of you guys. So... Thanks for making us a part of that. You need some help? Right, Ron. Ron at windermere.com. And I will be off shaving my gray pubic hair. So I want to. Wow. Really? What? What? I'm out. Why wouldn't I be? Jeez, man. I didn't know those things went gray. (laughs) Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>